0: Welcome, welcome to Seven Twenty and Seven Twenty. Once again, this is John shulman We've got a very special guest, a really unique story, and a great young man. Um, if you're a fan of E Sixties and ESPN, uh, you'll know this name, Austin Hatch. Austin Hatch, welcome to Seven Twenty and Seven Twenty.
1: Thank you very much, Coach. I greatly appreciate it. It's an honor to be with you this afternoon.
0: Listen, I love, I love this kid, he's a kid. Austin. How old are you? 24 you're 24 years old Austin has been through enough for about 50 of us uh met him a couple years ago he came to Chattanooga to speak at the Dr. Pepper Classic he's got an amazing story we'll go through some of that but not a whole lot of it um Alston is now married he played basketball at Michigan uh he married well over his head correct Austin
1: absolutely correct i outkick kick my coverage i might have given a whole new definition i kick my coverage I,
0: with without a doubt i mean let me how, t- how tall is abby six four six five six five a little over yeah all right and, and how tall are you six six uh, i'm about six six and a half
1: i got her by about about an inch and a quarter who's a better athlete well she was a three-time all-american volleyball player and you know what i i tell her i said honey <laughs> The thing about this is, you don't know how good of an athlete I would have been here. So for all for, for all you know, I, pro, I I would have been a four time first team all
0: What's so. I mean? So you are, you got that going for you, all right? Which is nice, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't. I'm not sure the two plane crashes were worth all of that, Austin. No, nah, no. Nah. Listen, but hey,
1: you know what? it's part. It's part of life. Part well, of life. That, no,
0: that's no. what I want to talk about. Is is there's no one that's kind of really we we think overcoming adversity is. Uh, the coach yelling at us. Uh, we 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 don't shoot it great one game, so we have a bad game. We get down on ourselves. And a, a referee made a bad call on us. Uh, that's the simple adversity that most people go through. Correct?
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, coach. One one big thing for me that I've always been a um, it's been very important for me to tell people, especially when they come up to me and say, "Hey, oh, look at all you've been through," and I've got this little. You know, I'm, I, this little thing I work with a friend of mine or, you know, whatever, or I played a tough, few tough games in a row, and I'm all down, look at what you've been through, and look how you've responded. Well, you know, my thing is everyone's got adversity of their own, and I don't think any of us have any business comparing our adversity to the adversity of someone else. You know, for me, it's obviously, you know, my, the adversity I face is, has been different than pretty much anyone else in the world. But, you know, it's just, it's different. I mean, yeah, yeah you know, some people we may say it's, yeah, yeah, you know, two plane crashes, almost losing your life, and yeah, yeah, maybe that's a little. Some people will say, "Oh, man, that's way worse than what I'm going through, or, or whatever." But I, I really don't believe that we have any any business comparing our struggles to the struggles of someone else. So,
0: I, I mean, I, I, I agree because we all have struggles. You know, absolutely. I mean, it's uh, part Al- of life. Austin played basketball at Michigan. Austin. Here's Alston's quick history. Uh, Alston Hatch was a high-level high school player, was offered a basketball scholarship by John Beeline at the University of Michigan. And um, that was his goal. That was his dream. And and that was stopped by some craziness with two plane crashes. He survived. I, I want you to tell us the odds. The odds of surviving two plane crashes with other fatalities are what?
1: So the odds of surviving according to, to a statistician at MIT, you know, it's a pretty smart guy. Not not as smart as a Michigan statistician, but MIT <laughs> but MIT MIT's okay. So um yeah, a guy named Arnold Bennett calculated that the odds of surviving a plane crash with one fatality or one person loses their life, unfortunately, is one in three point four million. So I survived two of those, unfortunately. Well, fortunately, I survived. Unfortunately, I had to, you know, endure two of those at the expense of my family. Um, yeah. So the odds of surviving both are one in eleven quadrillion, five hundred and sixty trillion. So pretty slim. And, but, pretty slim. But,
0: but I, I, I'm a big believer that you survive for a reason. And 100%. um, um, Olson lost his family in both plane crashes and was so generous with his time to come down and and speak with us at the Dr. Pepper Classic, and you, you talked about grit, correct? Yep. Yeah, so, about... Yeah, so know, tell us been, about grit. Tell us about grit, first of all. Yeah,
1: so so a, a brief a, a brief summary, a one-minute summary of, of that message is uh, grit's been, you know, it's a word that's been thrown around fairly loosely. Um, you know, people out of who talk in basketball, we talk about the gritty teams, the teams that, you know, play hard, dive on the floor for loose balls, and, you know, take charge, to sacrifice their body for the team. That's all great and everything. And, you know, other people have said that, that grit's about, you know, working hard um, consistently. It's about take, taking little steps to get better every day, and it's about persevering in the midst of adversity. That's all true. But I think in the context of overcoming adversity, grit's four key components driven by a fifth component. Um, the fifth component, well, actually the first component to grit is knowing our purpose. Having a greater purpose for why we do what we do, because I believe if it's just about us, if we're doing something just for ourselves, uh, at a certain point in life, we're probably going to face something. We're going to hit some form of, of adversity that's a lot bigger and a lot tougher than we are that will make us quit, unless we have a driving force for why we do what we do, right? But if, we, if we're if working for something bigger than ourselves to honor, honor whatever you believe in, you know, for me, it's honor to honor God and take care of my wife, honor my wife, honor my family. Um, if I'm driven by that purpose, I don't think there's any adversity that's too big to overcome. It's too significant for me to overcome. So and when we have that greater purpose, that drives, the, that drives GRIT. GRIT the four, the four key components as an acronym. The G and GRIT, um, our purpose drives the, the G, which is growth, growth mindset. The growth mindset believes that every setback is an opportunity that we can that we can grow from anything we experience, even regardless of how significant, regardless of how negative, we can find a way to grow from everything. We can find a way to get better get better through it um and then the, the second component the second component that knowing our purpose drives is that it drives us to make the decision to be resilient we're not a product of our circumstances we're a product of how we choose to respond to them and i believe that, that that that's huge for me it's you know i think that in anything we face in life in any adversity in any unfortunate event we're never a product of that event that that event on its own we're a product of how we choose how we decide to respond to it um so I think that, you know, obviously, you know, for me, it's, you know, many, many people wouldn't wouldn't think that, you know, you can find a way to grow from going surviving another plane crash and almost losing your life. But um, the way I respond to it, I knew that how I respond to this event, what I learned about facing adversity and responding to adversity, what I learned about myself and about life, um, the lessons I learned are going are gonna to pay dividends to me. Yeah, it's, they're, they're tough lessons today, but they're going to pay dividends down the road because I'm going to face more adversity in my life. And um, so not having a greater purpose drives the growth mindset, drives us to make the decision to be resilient. The third component um, to grit in the context of over, overcoming adversity, I think, is having a, high, having a greater purpose drives us to have a high level of integrity. And integrity in the context of overcoming adversity to me it's it's about integrity it's about following through on our commitments it's about doing what we said we would do even when even when our circumstances change even when the mood we originally made the commitment and even when our mood changes you know it's um, um if we commit something to the team if we commit something to to someone else um just, just to something bigger than ourselves even if we don't feel like following through on that commitment if we're driven by a greater purpose you know i think we, i think i think we'll we'll always follow through on that commitment for example you know if i um if I'm, if I commit something to my wife or commit to doing something for my wife, even if I don't feel like doing it, if I know that she's, she's depending on me to, to get this done, then I'm more likely to do it. But if I'm doing it just for myself, eh, I might think, eh, you know what, if I don't do this one thing, yeah, I'll, I'll probably be fine. But if I, if I'm working for my wife, providing for us, taking care of us and supporting our family, um, you know, then I think I'll, I'll always do what it takes to get the job done. Um, and the last component of, of grit, the last component that having a greater purpose drives, it drives the team-first mentality. The team grit is the team-first mentality. Um, you know, the team-first mentality is, you know, it's obvious. You know, thinking about the team first, thinking about the we, not the me. Um, and what we got to understand about the team-first mentality is that when we succeed, um, the me succeeds, too. When the team succeeds, I'll succeed, too. And No doubt. Um, no doubt. When, yeah. your team,
0: when your team wins... When, when the team wins, you win. For and, sure. And, and, and it, no one remembers, no one remembers how, very few people remember in a national championship, like who won MVP or how many points no. you scored in the championship game. People are remembered if you won or you lost. If if your team wins, you win. You win.
1: If you win by one, you still win. If you win by 20, you still win. And um, yeah, I think that, you know we gotta talk so i talk about being driven by a greater purpose first the same and that's what i'll end with too is about the team first mentality it's about being driven by by something greater than ourselves it's about being driven because we know we have our, our teammates depend on us wherever our teammates are you know in basketball most people wouldn't if it was if it was just a one-man team you wouldn't you wouldn't you probably wouldn't t- sacrifice your body and take take knees in the chest to take charges to get the ball back to go down floor. but if you got four guys <laughs> that depend on you yeah on the court, and then you know, you know the rest of the guys on the bench too. If they're depending on you to beat, to beat, to rotate, help side, and cut off the baseline, take a charge, you're more like you're you're, you're gonna you're, you're gonna do that because it's what the team needs, right? No and, doubt. And I think that the same is true in life. You know, there's gonna be things that we have to do that are that are like you know the, the, the metaphorically like taking a charge, like diving on the floor for a loose ball. There're gonna be things we have to do in life that are that are like that. Um, but if we realize we got a, a team that depends on us, the te- a team that needs us to do that you know we'll, we'll get the job done so
0: austin how old are you again i'm 24 are you sure are you sure yeah. you're not 44 yeah i don't think so
1: no think you've so. lived you've yeah, lived a lot to learn man.
0: yeah no you've you've had enough to happen to you where you're probably 44 i, I want to go through i want to go through because i want to learn and i want to help young coaches and and I think you can help us through a message from Beeline. So, but I don't want to go through that yet. Uh, you you uh, commit to the University of Michigan. You're going to school at Michigan. You're going to go play mm-hmm. basketball for Beeline. You were yep. in you were in your second plane accident, correct? Yep. Yep. And and then you were in a coma for how long? About two months. You were in a coma for two months, mm-hmm. and you kind of had to relearn how to walk, talk, and do it all, correct? Yep. Yep. Um, how on earth and why on earth, uh, you know, like I said, that's ad, that's somewhat of an adverse situation. Um, yeah. why on earth and how on earth did you pull that off to, to get back to the point where not only are you walking and talking, but you can, you can play basketball again and, uh, you can score at the university of Michigan, which I think is unbelievable. How, how on earth did you pull that off?
1: Yeah, well, I had I had a, a, an amazing team supporting me, helping me get through it, helping me overcome the event. You know, obviously the doctors, nurses, therapists, all of them, you know, played a critical role in my road to recovery. But also my family and my friends and everyone who was supporting me. You know, as far as, I talk about the team first mentality, right? And um, you know, I had so many people on the team that helped me, you know, get get my um, get get my life back, get um, you know really you know get my life back in order and. Obviously, you know, it was a unique situation. Most people, you know, wouldn't expect, you know, to have to be, a, be on a team helping someone do that. Um, but I, all my friends and my family and, um,
0: you know, my yeah, wife but, Yeah, I, my... I appreciate you giving credit to everybody else. But did wasn't there a point where you were getting up early in the morning and, and learning how to dribble again? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, but yeah, who but... – did did your team make you get up? No, no,
1: no, no. Well, here here's
0: the thing, Coach.
1: You know, if we – if we have a goal right if we set a goal if we want to you know learn how to walk again if we want to learn how to talk and if we want to learn how to shoot a basketball again dribble a basketball whatever it may be if we have a goal if we set that goal and maybe it may be a lofty goal right and like for me after being in a coma and i don't know how to walk you know getting in a game at the university of michigan is a pretty lofty goal right <laughs> absolutely um, and obviously i get that you know i wasn't you know it's starting, you know, I wasn't scoring twenty five points a game for Michigan, but you know, whatever. whatever. Get, getting in a game after being in a situation I was in is a lofty goal. And if we set us, if we set a goal for ourselves, and our actions don't line up with that goal, or if our, if our actions don't line up with our dreams, we have to change our actions or we have to change our dreams. Right? Absolutely. So, I mean, I mean, I mean, does it take a Michigan education to figure that out? If we, <laughs> if we, I'm pretty proud of my elite education at the University of Michigan, but if we. If we set a goal for ourselves and we're not willing to work hard enough to make that goal a reality, then we probably either have to start working harder to make that goal a reality, or we have to, you know, maybe decide on another goal. You no, know, maybe it's not playing at Michigan. Maybe it's getting to the point of where you can, you know, walk again, which would have been fine. I mean, I, that's a great goal to have after being in a situation like I was in. But I aimed high, and yeah,
0: so and so I your goal, your I, goal, coming out of a coma for two months, your goal was to get back. Not just walk, but get back and play basketball at Michigan. Yeah,
1: yeah. Because I mean, and I'm sure you know, people were
0: like, "You're you're nuts, son." Well, you
1: know? well, Coach, I'll tell you this. So as soon as I mean, as soon as I, I learned, and Coach beyond never wavered a second. I mean, you know, you know a lot. I mean, I'm sure you know I can't say a lot, Other coaches would have been different because you know my situation is very unique. It's just never happened before, really. Um, but if uh, if someone commits to it, Coach beyond is like, hey, you know, you know, we committed to each other when." You know, I, you know, I was thinking, I thought you were going to be a great, a great asset to us on the court and score and rebound and play defense and all of that. But I didn't make my commitment to you only based on what you could do for our program. You know, I think that I, 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 a commitment is a commitment. Right. And if we if we commit ourselves to something, if we can make a commitment to someone else. We owe it to them to follow through on that commitment, you know, regardless of the circumstances. And I think that that's something I talk about in, you know, in, under integrity about yeah. following through on our commitments, even when our circumstances change, coach behind is the is the best example of that, that I can, that I can ever think of. Right. And he, he, he didn't make his commitment to me. He didn't follow through on his commitment to me only based on what I could do for him. Obviously I did what I could to help the team, given the situation that I was in, but I couldn't do what he originally recruited me to do. But his commitment to me wasn't solely contingent on what I could do for him or him in the program, right? So,
0: well, I mean, it's a it's it's amazing on your part. You would get up, but it's also amazing on his part. and He did the right thing. There is no doubt he's a good man. We're going to talk about him in a second. Um, but tell me more about about. So you you would get up at five thirty the morning. You I mean you had to learn how to dribble again, correct? Because I've, I've yeah. seen you yeah. shoot. I saw you shoot on the front end. You could shoot that ball um now I also I saw I saw you take a couple jumpers at Macaulay and I'm, I was a little concerned I think you may be the only person I could beat in horse now yeah but I I, I liked to but yeah but but you also came back and played your senior year in high school after this
1: yeah well I so I I, I missed it so because of the accident the accident yeah. set me back one year in high school so I took a one extra year. So my, fit, my, 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 my fifth year of high school, well, it was really like my fourth year because I missed a year of school yep. because I was recovering. Um, I was out, I was out in California. Um, and yeah. And then I got, I, I got in game on January. I think it was January 8th, 2014 um, against uh, Notre Dame high school in Los Angeles. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. I got in, we were up by 30 coach. You know, I, I hadn't played in game in three years and, um coach called me said it's today the day and i was like yeah i think so i mean why not right and, <laughs> and um yeah so he put me in called a play for me i came off and had a little three-pointer from the from the elbow extended and um yeah and it was just it was like old times right i mean
0: how that how that feel seeing that ball go in
1: ah you know i mean i made it made, made a couple of those back in the day right so <laughs> It wasn't. It wasn't anything new. I, it, I I hadn't made any for a while. I had. I was going through a little bit of a slump, if you will. But
0: um, you, you'd yeah, be allowed was, to. Now, so yeah. okay, go fast forward. Fast forward to Michigan. Um, you get in at, at the end of a game. You get fouled, and um, you're sitting at that foul line. Yeah. How special?
1: Uh, oh, incredible! I'll tell you this: shooting a free throw with twelve or fourteen thousand people. And the and, and the crowd is different than shooting a free throw in the gym by yourself right?
0: And you're supposed yeah. to block out everybody, Austin. We'll, we'll do yeah. another podcast on that. All right, go ahead. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. So yeah, so yeah. Nothing comes in. Nothing. Nothing is supposed to come in. Nothing's supposed to go out. Right? Yeah, but, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But it's uh, it's different. You know, first time doing it, it's uh, it was a learning experience. So I so I missed the front end of the. Of the I had two shots. We we're in the double bonus. There was like a minute left in the game. Um, so fortunately we're in the double bonus and I got two shots, not just one. Um, so I missed the front one short and the second one was, was bottoms. I didn't, yeah. So yeah, it took me, um, I still, I still am a 50% foul shooter um, <laughs> for my career. That's not really anything to be proud. Of. And actually, actually, so that was an exhibition game that I got fouled in. Um, if I went one of two and then I, in a real game, I got fouled on, on a three, um, and I at one of three from the line, so I'm not proud of that. I mean, I'm a 40% free throw shooter on Michigan from my career, which is not really anything to hang your hat on. But
0: well, I you know I think guys who are in two plane crashes and in a coma, I, I think we can afford you a little a little leniency on that one. Uh, so you yeah, fin- yeah. You've, you know what's cool is that you that you you finish your career scoring one point at Michigan, and mm-hmm. and you but you were on that bench. And Coach Beeline won you on that bench, and you spent the rest of your career really on that bench helping out their program.
1: Yep. It's what the team needed for me. It's how I could help the team. And if I could, you know, if what I could do to help the team was was rebounding and playing dummy defense on guys in practice, if that's how I could help the team, you know, that's what I can do. You know, if, if I, I would have loved to be able to, you know, score and rebound and, you know, who knows, maybe I would have had a job opportunity to, to start on the team. Maybe I would have had an opportunity to – you know play playing some big games you know against Michigan state and went, maybe be on the court for some big Ten championships or a national championship but you know what life life had different there there was a different plan for me and I guess that's uh I'm so very grateful for for how things have gone and wouldn't change wouldn't change anything no I, want, I, want, I really,
0: obviously, yeah I know I I really want people to listen to that what he just said he's grateful for everything and and we're so spoiled uh the rest of the world um uh, is we expect this and respect that from uh, this is a young man who's 24 years old who's grateful for everything lost his family in two different plane crashes was in a coma for two months and he's grateful for everything so because of that attitude austin is is you're going to start going around the country speaking to different teams i'm going to make that happen for you you are you are working for Domino's and not in the, not in the delivery part, but you're in the front office in Domino's you've got mm-hmm. your, you've got your Michigan degree. Uh, you've been to a final four, correct? You look good there.
1: Yeah. Hey, hey, it was, uh, it was really cool. Yeah. I made a trip to San Antonio. We actually won the national championship game last year. So it would have been awesome to win it, but you know, it was, it was just an amazing experience. A great way to, to tie off, t- tie the knot on my time at Michigan. Right. And, well, I mean, um, if you're no. not
0: grateful, you don't have an unbelievable attitude. You're not going to continue fighting and doing what you're doing. I mean, yeah. and not not only that. I mean, you married a six-five model, and so I mean, if y'all just follow Austin and Abby on their pages, I mean, it's a joke, son. I mean, you you've you, you've your attitude, your grateful attitude has has done pretty good stuff for you.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll say I know. Uh, yeah, I mean, I um you know I, I i'd like i'd like to say that um you know i'm pretty proud of of how of how we've responded to everything that happened and i think that you know with the help of my family my friends my wife abby so many people people here in michigan and um as i said in, in addition to my friends families doctors nurses therapists what, like the list goes on and on and on people across the country that don't even know that prayed for me after they heard that all the stuff that happened um I think I think I think we've done a pretty good job, you know, responding to adversity, responding to the adversity we face. And I am. Um, yeah, I feel I feel blessed to be in a position to hopefully, you know, be impactful and share share a message of value for other people that they can maybe take one one thing that I talk about, one thing that worked for me to overcome the adversity we face. You know, maybe they can take one thing and use that. Oh, OK. Well, you know, he did this when. He, this is one of the things that helped him be successful in the face of adversity. Maybe I can try this. Maybe just one of the things.
0: Well, when so. you when you spoke to these kids down here, uh, you were speaking two of the kids that was were, were at that luncheon. Uh, one of them was a guy named Shea Gildrich Alexander, who's now playing with the Clippers. And one of them was Jaron Jackson, who was the number four pick, playing with the Grizzlies. And so Mm -hmm. you made an impact on those kids, and um, they will remember that. Here's what I want to do real quick to kind of finish it up. Uh, Yeah. You've been with John Beeline, and you hear John Beeline, and you know his core values. Tell young coaches why on earth Michigan wins every year. I I can't tell you that you're getting – uh, the greatest players coming out of high school. I don't think you own. No, owned, no we, don't. we don't. Tell me why Michigan is so good in basketball and John Beeline so good. Help us. Well,
1: well, there, there's a few things to that, but I'll boil it down to two or three. So, I think the first, the first thing is the way Coach Beeline leads, leads the team, leads the program. He says that. Uh, um, actually, I did, I did a, a study on leadership. Um, when i was in college here and and coach and i use coach as one of the people i talked to i talked to some ceos of companies and coaches and coach behind says that a leader is someone who's very humble and very confident um and that uh, that the people that those he's leading will follow him because he's because he's shown that he he genuinely cares about them um so i think that that's a that that's very important and obviously you've seen all coaches done for me um, maybe there's been a little more attention on my situation from that aspect of things, but that's how he is with every player on the team. He shows that he cares. He sh- you know, and he, he um, he's not just you know he doesn't treat them any different based on their performance. He doesn't base his he doesn't he didn't treat like when I was here he didn't treat me different than he treated Mo Wagner right or yeah. um or Duncan Robinson. So I think that that that's a big thing. Um, first of all, I think the second thing. Is is the way he coaches our team, um, and the way the way he prioritizes improvement. Um, not only prioritizes improvement, but every single day, practice is not the same every day. And I'm not here to you know say this is how you should coach your team from a fundamental standpoint. But we there are things we do every single day. You see that yeah, Michigan's like one of the leading teams in the country. Not turning the ball over, right? There are drills that we do every single day to get to so that we're prepared to not turn the ball over in, in games and you know it's 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 a little thing it's doing little passing drills little fundam- fundamentally fundamentally sound drills to help us you know th- those things that we can't control um you know are you know the way the way we the way we pass the ball on offense the way we shoot the ball the way we you know those things is, you know Michigan's one of the best shooting teams in the country um from a, you know and it's not an accident. doesn't it mean, yeah coach gets great shooters obviously, but we practice it and um, I'm just I curious that, I'm
0: just curious does he work with or anybody working with guys forms i mean is is he teaching and coaching shooting or are you all just shooting? No
1: no, he teaches it a little bit I mean you know so, obviously you know the, the big funnel now, he's not like i mean elbow under the ball yeah high follow and what and you know it's um you know hands on the seams you know, you know you know always always catch the ball on the seams and the way we pass the ball you pass the ball on the seams every time. So that when someone because when you know if you shoot the ball um, with your hand with your hands on the seams um, you know you, you're gonna shoot it better and versus if you just catch the ball like, you know and how in any other way if you have your hands on the seams if you have it you know if you're in you know the like your proper shooting position when you catch the ball if, if someone passes it to you right right in your shooting pocket you're gonna shoot a, shoot you're more likely to make the shot that whereas yeah. if someone throws it you know, over your head, and then you got to like gather yourself, right? So. so
0: y'all, y'all would do fundamentals every single day at Michigan. Every day, every day. For how uh, long? Con- mm. hmm. Thirty minutes, half hour, half hour, forty minutes. To at the start of practice, at the end of practice. Usually the start. So passing, shooting, ball handling every day. Yep, every those, day. Those were constants. Mm-hmm. Guys not get, to
1: give not to give away too much of Coach Beyond success. No, like, I understand, you know, secret, but guys, but, guys
0: get bored with it. Did did guys get bored or don't get bored with the basics?
1: Uh, yeah, well, that that's a big thing. Don't get bored with the basics, and we talk about that. And yep. the thing is, you know, it's kind of hard to get bored with the basics when you see it. It translates to wins, right?
0: Absolutely. And,
1: yeah, and so it's yeah yeah you know what that's kind of part of it. If you want to play at the at the next level you're going to have to do some things that you maybe that you don't want to do. There are going to be some workouts early in the morning. There are going to be some workouts late at, late at night after practice. There are going to be some, you know, you're going to have to put in maybe put in more time than you think you need to. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, co- the, th- the thing about it is the, co- is coach, coach Beeline. Um, when guys, guys saw him mean he would stay at the gym late, he'd be there late, late at night, early in the morning when, when guys would see how invested he was, or he is, when guys see how invested Coach Beeline is in the program and in, in, in the team success, I think it makes everybody on the team more willing to, you know, put put extra time in because if they see the leader doing it, he's not just telling them to do it; he's he's doing it himself and huh? saying, you know, what I mean. So. Absolutely.
0: Okay. Last question, um, Beeline and his recruitment, you know, what what type of kid? It seems like y'all got good kids.
1: Yep, that's the first priority. He uh,
0: tell me about that. Tell me what he's looking for in a player.
1: Yeah, well, I think you know. First of all, it's a, it's a it's, he recruits good students. He does it because it you know at Michigan, you know it's a pretty high level academic school. And if you you know if you're not if you're not taking care of your books in school, um, you know it's not coach's decision. You're not going to be able to play. I mean, the NCAA, you will not you'll, you'll not you won't play if you don't do your
0: take Austin, care of your school. Work. Austin, they say Michigan State's got a better education than y'all. Is that true? Uh yeah um, yeah that's how about yeah. Ohio State are they a little bit uh, better you, academically you, than you you, uh,
1: you know what Michigan State Ohio State are actually decent schools I mean but I mean Michigan's like the number one public school in the country so okay
0: all right I just wanted to I just want to see how yeah how yeah yeah you feel pod- about that I know we're on
1: a, I know we're on a podcast <laughs> I'm not gonna say say the things that I want to but, all
0: right. yeah all right but go ahead so so number one he's looking for good students. Yeah,
1: yeah, well well and, and the thing about, about about recruiting guys that are good students, that shows that their their commitment to things because you know if they're if they wanna make the most of their time on the court, they're gonna do what it takes to make the most of their time on the court. And part of that's doing well in school. And and, and that shows the way a guy I don't think you know, you know, there's some guys, you know, that approach basketball, you know, more seriously than school and that's fine. But a lot of the times, you know, you're gonna approach your schoolwork the same way you approach basketball. For and and if you if you only, you know, put half your you know, if you're only going halfway into school, you're probably not gonna be able to
0: I, I don't think you're. I don't think you can be a halfway guy. I think no, I, no. I, th- I think if you're a good student, that means you're committing to to school. Then you're going to be a good player because you're going to be commit. You've got to be a hundred percent on every in on everything. I, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I've never yeah. seen guys who are high maintenance off the floor be really good on the court. No, uh, no, be, and because there's always and, issues.
1: Yeah, well, and yeah, because you you know you you don't you're not going to you can't just turn the switch on and off. You generally. Like the, the commitment switch, it, it, at least it shouldn't be. If you're going to play at a high level, it can't be a you know. Today I feel like I'm going to play hard. Today I feel like I'm going to study hard for my exam. Today I'm going to you know treat people right. Well, I mean th- things are you can tell a lot about someone by how they approach their their everyday you know everyday things they got to do. You know if you're not gonna you're not gonna approach school that much differently than you approach basketball. Maybe you're more passionate about basketball, but if you only put in if you only go halfway and Put half your effort into school. You're probably not going to be a guy that puts 100
0: percent into basketball when you're there, right? Also, you know, yeah, I mean, you're I mean you're right on it, and that's why Michigan basketball has been very successful. Uh, yeah. And and now, okay, now you got beat yesterday. Michigan <laughs> loses at Wisconsin. Tell me about Coast Beeline today and the rest of the week.
1: Well, he's gonna use this. Some one of the things we talked about a lot about at Michigan and I talked about, you know, in my message about grit. You know, the first thing is the growth mindset, right? And we talk about that at Michigan. We talk about that all, all the time. Um, you know, the growth mindset. You know, they're gonna, they're gonna come back from it, and they're gonna find a way to use the loss to get better. And something about the growth mindset is that, you know, some might I might make the case that you learn more from losing than you do from winning. Without right? a doubt, you do. And you know, they're going to learn, okay, you know what? Wisconsin plays this way. They, they, they ran, they, they guarded our offense this way that, you know, you know, we're coaching to study that film for hours, probably already has put hours into studying that film. Um, and, he, and he's going to figure, okay, so in the future, you know, because Wisconsin played us this way, they played us high side, it, you know, high side, we ran this play and low side, we ran that play. Let's, just make sure that we, when we run this, we know how to yeah, no adjust doubt. so that so so that if, if teams in the future play us the same way, that the way they guard us, that that way's not going to work because we're going to, you know, you know what I mean. So. I say
0: I say during the regular season, you 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 don't win or lose, you win or learn. So For if, sure. any L you take in the regular season, you just got to learn from it. I mean, don't yeah. you can't freak out. And I was a freak out guy back in the day. I'm a little older now. Um, mm-hmm. But you you got to win or you learn from it, and there's no reason to play the game if you don't learn. The only the no. problem is it's hard to work, learn from winning because guys think uh, that they, they got oh. it, they got it licked, and yeah. in losing oh. they're a little bit more vulnerable. I you know Saban, I've become a Saban guy. I know he's Michigan State guy at one time. Sorry about that. Um mm-hmm. but That's when, right. He's when, a good when, coach. <laughs> when when things are going really good. He is on their tail end, Mm -hmm. unmercifully. He is on them when things are going bad. He is loving on them, for sure. And and it's really the opposite of human nature. When things are going bad, most of the time you're freaking out and yelling at everybody. When things are going good, you're happy. He's the opposite, and I think as good coaches, I think the great coaches are the opposite, like that. So when things Mm -hmm. are going good, I'm I'm assuming Beeline's probably on you a little bit more. When things are going bad, he's encouraging a little bit more
1: yeah absolutely well there there's a quote that says um i think i think it was i think it was i think it was Bo said this he said um you know um when your team is when your team is winning uh i don't remember how the exact quote went, but it said when your when your team is winning um make like like the point was make sure you're being you're being tough on them because winning can make you soft right? absolutely and then he and then, and then he said when your team is losing stick by them um, yeah
0: yeah and, it, yeah, and it's really and I'm telling you it's hard for coaches to do. That. The elite coaches can do that. The elite guys can do that. Alton, I think you um you know I know you got a very successful job at Domino's, all right? So you're working mm-hmm. in the front office. What are you, what are you doing? Planning and planning new Domino's and all that good stuff?
1: Yeah, so I'm 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 helping the process of um finding opportunities for new franchisees to to open new stores so i'm doing i'm like looking at markets and looking at where the opportunity is and and um and i helping identify opportunities for them to start you know start start a domino's franchise so
0: well let me just tell you this for our listeners and we're going to put it out there Uh, On social media, Austin, people know how to reach me. I'm not going to put your cell number out there, but people know how to reach me and I will hook you up. If you're a business or you have a team or a school and you need a speaker that will speak real stuff to you and help your kids and help your employees realize that they should be as grateful as Austin Hatch, you're going to reach out to me. People know how to reach out to me on Twitter. They know how they got my email. They've got our website. They can reach out to me because Austin Hatch, you are a gift from God, and and what you can do for people is amazing. What you did for us two years ago is amazing. The only thing I'm disappointed in is I got uninvited to your wedding. Uh, I was really looking forward to going to the wedding, and I think you texted me and said, "I'm sorry, numbers are going to be <laughs> numbers are going down, and you're out." But at least you, <laughs> at least you were honest with me, Austin. I really did appreciate that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, we would of course love to have you. Yeah, it's just, uh, the, venue, the venue, the venue, unfortunately, you know, had a limit of, on the number of people we could have, and you know, it's um, and yeah, only you, actually, would, you would still feel bad had, about we had, it. We had, we had we had one less than the maximum
0: number of people. Well, so I, gum, I could have come, Dad. Gummit, man. Hey, listen, <laughs> thank you so much for your Sunday afternoon. Thank you for your time. I know you help people, and that's what you that's what you're here to do. And you're an amazing story, an amazing young man that shouldn't have gone through what you went through, but you did, and and you're teaching and learning and moving on. And, and I ain't going to lie to you. There's a lot of people really, really proud of you. Yeah.
1: Well, thanks, Coach. I really appreciate it. Really grateful for the opportunity to be on the
0: podcast and um, wish you guys all the best. All right, buddy. Take care. Thanks for your time. You too, Coach. Thank you. All right, man.